welcome to the first ever uh, podcast episode of The Unfinished Cubby. Uh, with me today is my good friend Jeff Mustard. We are um, filming, and this is actually not the first episode that's ever been filmed. There, there's a, another episode that's been filmed, but I'm intending to show this one as the first episode. Um, guinea pig. The guinea pig episode. Um, and you are, this is the first one in the Cubby house. There is going to be background noise too. Uh, we're getting um, a. There it is. <laughs> we're getting a, a new uh, bedroom built, actually, and that construction is going on while this first episode is being filmed. We thought about moving it, but um, we're set up here. This is the intended location, and it's even fitting with this podcast, which is to be about. Um, the, the messiness and the busyness of life and, and balancing mm. many things. So um, just please excuse that, listeners. And um, Jeff, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank Appreciate you for it. joining me. Uh, so the reason uh, or the thing, the topic that I wanted to talk about with you today. <laughs> copy break. <laughs> it can be the copy break. <clears throat> Maybe I'll see if I can cut this through. Yeah. I'm just wondering, maybe we should go to the office here for Let's go. Let's see how we go. I'll cut it out, or, or this is the thing. Anyway, um, just as long as you can hear us. I mean, uh, yeah. The thing is, as long as the sound gets picked up. Yep. 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 Cool. Uh, so the topic for today was so this is a the unfinished cubby is a podcast about work life balance, right? And the topic is work life balance is another term for lazy. Yeah. Um, which uh, I'm. That's uh, it, yeah. Um, that's something that you had, uh, had commented once, and I thought it was a fantastic first topic for a podcast about work-life work balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I, I, I was really interested to dig into it too, because uh, you are someone who appears to me to have a what I would call a very good work-life balance, and that right. you spend a lot of time with your family. You've um, homeschooled. Your yeah, two boys, sons, yeah. you spend a, you know make a lot of time to uh, do trips with them, spend time with them, and I know home life is really important to you, yeah. and I know your work life is really important to you too. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to ask, what uh, what do you mean when you uh, what does work life balance? balance yeah, so mean, work, yeah. So the concept that that dwelled with me quite a long time was there, there was always this thing about. You know, you read books about, you know, work-life balance, you, you know, you've got to have this. And, and everyone sort of tries to sell you something about life being easy. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So everyone's trying to say, oh, look, here, make a million dollars by flipping houses or, you know, go to the stock market and, and, and it'll get your work-life balance and you don't have to stress about this and stress about that. Sure. Yeah. Right. So there's always, I've always been sort of keen to be beyond who I am. Okay. By actually trying to achieve these little bits and pieces, mm -hmm. 
in the past, Suzanne and myself, my Suzanne's my wife, and in the past, yes, we had seven houses, we had investment properties, we had, you know, we utilized the system to actually pay us more money. You know what I mean? These things were there, and they're all they're all real, and, and people can do this. You know, there's no capacity, but the concept around actually not having stress and not having having some kind of easy way of doing something or a, a work-life balance that says, oh, easy, integrate this with that, and, and then you don't have to work nine to five. You can be with your family and la, la, la. It is la, la, la. It is a... It is a dream that sort of, but it's more of a dream of not doing anything. Sure. Yep, 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 yep. I, is, uh, it, you know, I mean, Tim Ferriss, a fantastic guy, wrote a book, you know, a four-hour work week. Yep. All right. I'm not sure if you read it or not, but he runs a podcast as well. But he, he's, the things that he was talking about, and I still had, to, there's things that still had to be done. Sure. Yeah, and, and while that's a fantastic way of doing it, it's basically offloading your responsibilities onto somebody else and getting basically outsourcing your life is the summary of the book. Okay, yep, yep. All right. So, yes, you can outsource your life, or you can, and that's great. You can create your own work life balance by being a capitalist and using it, offloading it to, to cheap labor somewhere else in India or mm-hmm. Pakistan mm-hmm. or, you know. Azerbaijan. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, but anyway, so what I'm trying to get at in here, just as a summary, that was just sort of a summary of what I was trying to get at, is that when we come together as humans, we have to work. Yep. There, there's we we need to we need to achieve our goals and our and our and a sense of worth. We don't achieve a sense of worth by doing nothing. Sure. Yep. And yes, I've had. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Keep going. Um, one of the things that we've done is in our, over our lives is uh, yes, we've had. We've got two beautiful sons. One works for you, as you know, um, and the other one um, is only fourteen, but he's goal-driven, goal-orientated. It's fantastic. Um, both of them have their own special idiosyncrasies. But they're not without their attitude of hard work. They have their, I both of them can have. Absolutely, vouch for that. They're very motivated, yeah. incredibly so for teenage boys. Yeah. And they're very driven and know what they want from life, too. So yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Exactly right. And, and so that's a, that's a great testimony of, mm. of them perceiving what hard work is. Mm. You know, yes, it's, it's difficult when we have. Um, it's difficult when you want to be with your kids all the time, right? especially when you're homeschooled. You know? um, I find I think that um, the schooling system creates a lot of space for adults, and uh, they can do you know two parents working creates a space for that sort of thing. Yes, yeah. yeah. allows a lot of space for adults. Yeah, uh, doesn't allow a lot of space for children, and doesn't allow a lot of space for relationships. Yeah. Now, within a sense of work-life balance, it, I, I feel, this is my feeling, this is all my opinion, Chris. Yeah, no, 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 you no, understand that's, that. that's what you need for, yep. And um, I, I've, I've perceived that the way that we, we try and achieve 
more that are in less. And that's why I see that this whole concept of work-life balance yeah. is a fallacy. Yeah. It's trying to create this level of laziness. Yeah, yeah. So, so, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, what I'm hearing is the term for you means um, like it's a, a get-rich-quick scheme. Yeah, yeah. And not to say, you know, and, and you're saying that can even work, um, but it's not without its own cost, yeah. um, which in your own experience is um, a greater cost than uh, the stretch. Just putting in the hard yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Some things are, are predictable. Right? When you go to work nine to five and you do this, and, and, or, you, or you have a side hustle as well, because I encourage people to have a side hustle if they want to get ahead. You know, you have to work, you have to work 18 hours a day. You know, you have to do your nine to five, do, create your base work, and then do your side hustle, whatever that is, whether it's on the phone consulting, whether it's writing, you know, um, code, whether it's writing content for someone who's asked you to write content for the website or the LinkedIn or whatever. There, oh, <laughs> do that. You know, create your own hustle. Whether even a Shopify, we don't care. But you have to work to achieve an outcome that then possibly you can have some freedom to do nothing. Um, and so look, and this is kind of, I guess, what work-life balance means most of all for me is yeah. how do you manage to do that? How do you manage to have a nine to five and a side hustle and raise children, homeschool children, uh, plus have maybe a little bit of time for yourself and sometimes sleep as well. Like how, how do you balance? Well, I think you have to start with all things with the end in mind. Okay. Okay. You know, um, uh, Stephen Coboy was talking about uh, in the seven habits of successful people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, he talks about start with the end in mind. So what is it that you want? Yep. You know, it's not what you want next week. It's what you want in 20 years. Yep. Okay. Yeah, for sure. I um, I find that easier now that I am a father and I have a family, but it's something that I've always struggled with and, and I certainly did before I was a father and, and some things came to have more priority and more value. What, um, can I ask you, what's your end that you work towards and that, that drives you, I guess? I think... My end is to have a life, a, a life of roaming adventure yeah, cool. with my family. Yeah. Okay. Now, that sounds a bit weird, and that sounds a little bit like, how's it going to do that? Because you know, I work for myself. The hours I put in, I'm still trading my time for money. Yeah. Um, so how do I achieve that? That okay? So I don't have to trade my time for money. I get something else to work for me. Right. How do, we, how do you do that? Yeah. So at the end, my end game is that is that we love traveling, my family. We love that. That's what we love. Yeah. We make time to do that, as you know, Chris. You know, take my boys well, for you, two weeks yeah. away overseas. recently. Thanks for the bloody COVID. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Not that recently. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, COVID's put a stop to that for the time being. But that, that is our, we love our adventure. We love going, seeing different cultures, experiencing that. Yep. Um, and we do have a bit of a social 
my framework around this as well because without understanding where people are and who they are and why they think the way they do, we have no understanding of how to integrate ourselves into our own community. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, so that's part of that adventure. So, yeah, adventure and travel and then also community are, are things that you want to prioritise. And, I mean, I see you doing that now. Like, you know, that, those are both a big part of your life yeah. now. Um, when you say set the end goal in mind, is it something that you then immediately begin living as well or is that something that you've built up towards to be able to have this life... Um, because when you talk about an end goal, I think about something that's a, a future thing to achieve through hard work. Yeah. But I'm not sure if that's. There's also. Are you are you at your sorry are no, you at your end or are you no, still working towards? No, I'm still it? working towards it. Okay. Yeah. Um, as you know, Chris, I went through yeah, in 2016. I went through a real scary medical situation, and I didn't come out of that until 2017. Yep. And Anyway, it feels like a long time. It feels it was just shitty then. <laughs> I do remember, yeah. And um, and I made a, a sort of commitment to myself then to actually try and experience life more. Yep. Now, when we talk about life, we don't talk about, okay, put work over there. And life. Work, work and life are not two different things. Yeah. All right? Yeah. People sometimes confuse their identity with their work. Right? And a lot of people do this. Like 98% of the population confuse, oh, what are who are you? Oh, I'm a programmer. For like, sure. For example. Yeah, oh, yeah. who are you? Oh, I'm an auditor. In oh, Australia, what do you do is the first question. Yeah. And it's what do you yeah. do is that they tag you as that's your identity. Yeah. All right? It's always good to go to parties and say, oh, what do you do? I'm a drug dealer. You know, it's always good to throw something else at them. Yeah. Because they go, oh, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh -huh. And they immediately put you in a box. Oh, yeah, and Alexis. You know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so. yeah. Um, but no, it's, we, we, that's the first thing of actually creating a work-life balance or a target towards your own goal is to disassociate yourself or move yourself away from linking your identity to what you do. Yeah. yeah. That is the first thing that a human needs to do. Because once you move that, you say, oh, hi, I'm Jeff. Oh, what do you do for a living? Oh, who are, they ask, who are, who are you? What they're asking is, who are you? Yeah. You don't go to a party and say, hi, I'm Jeff. I'm a, I'm an accountant, for example. Yeah. No. Hi, I'm Jeff. I, I do these things, but this is not who I am. People say, I am an accountant. I am sure. program. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, am. yeah, yeah. So the yeah. I am is very important in any conversation to actually get to the understanding of what you want to do in your work. What you want to do at the end depends on how you define yourself at the beginning. Okay. So I'm going to close this and see if I cut out some of that noise. Um, so does that mean you have a different I am? Yeah. Which, what is your I am? I am Jeff Musk. And no, no. There's uh, no tag sitting on the back of that. Okay. Yeah. There's no hashtag. There is no. Yeah. Like, there's no Twitter account. There's no, you know, no Facebook or no LinkedIn. It's this is who I am. I am Jeff Muscle. An independent individual who stands stands with family in this world. Yep. Yep. Here we go. With
I'm, I'm going to push through though. Yes, uh, no, no, not at all. No, no, no. I mean, I'm going to push through this noise. Um, I. That's also something that I always struggle with, and I notice how powerfully my um, identity, my sense of self, and especially that my self worth yeah. is tied to my work. And, and so my self-worth and my success at work are very closely tied, um, which, uh, you know, I absolutely know isn't healthy. No. So what happened yeah. if you lost all your fingers? For example. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fingers, yeah. Right? No, or you uh, had a muscular dystrophy or something like that. And, and we were no longer able to do my work that I still exist. Yeah. Are you yeah, still so, Stephen yeah. Hawkins? Yeah. Yeah. Can you still create an imagination of the universe and then communicate that? Yeah, yeah, Or yeah. how do you... How is it that you express yourself in that? Yeah. Right? Um, Sorry. No, 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 no. This is part of of understanding what work, life, life is this big circle, right? Yeah. Work is this other circle inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And look, I I also, um, I almost wanted to call this podcast balance, but it was a bit too general. And and work-life balance, I kind of want to, I like the idea of using that term because it connects people to something where balance doesn't quite, but, yeah, but actually right. what what I do want this to be about much more is actually balance, about having yeah. balance in your life and in yourself. Um, but I do just want to dig in a little bit too, sure. uh, to if you're not your vocation or yeah. some other thing that you associate you're going to be with, how do you know who you are? And this is, I'm, I ask for myself, and I'm sure oh, a lot right. of people, I mean, you know, that's, yeah. that's huge. I think that's one of the biggest, I think, uh, for, for me certainly, that's one of the biggest challenges in life. And, you know, that's, uh, it, it all starts, if I can tell a story on this. Yeah, yeah. It is, I think it's important for everybody to realise that it's not something you wake up in the morning and go, oh, fuck, this is who I am, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. It just doesn't happen. The reality of it is that it, starts it all starts with your insecurities okay yeah okay sounds scary okay no no it's good but it's really important okay yeah because um once you identify if you start working through your life and just work can be an excuse to hide your insecurities i was talking about this to suzanne last Mm -hmm. night and this is really something if you're really really good at something right you start defining yourself by that thing that you're really, really good at. Yeah. Okay. But if that goes away, you have nothing. Yeah. Your your whole life has been filled with these insecurities that you've wrapped in a box, put in a corner, yeah. and depended on this skill set that you've got you're the best in the world at. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If that yeah. disappears, who's left? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So we need to step all the way back and identify and try and pinpoint every insecurity that you've got in your life. Because those insecurities are things that define you. Because they're the things that actually, they're the things you're afraid of when you're three years old, the monster under the bed. They're the things that, oh, what happens if my mum and dad run away? Why am I alone at four? All these little insecurities that occur in our world, in in our life, that define us now, are who define us. Can I, uh, I, I love, it, it, look, I, I absolutely love this, um, and, and there's a few reasons why. 
I definitely won't do one of these on a Sunday morning again. Uh, I mean, that sounds like that's uh, the name is not there. But anyway, I apologise, listeners, this is just how it goes. I'm doing a lot lately of leaning into my fears. Like, so I have, I have a, and it's, it's, for me, it's especially around social situations, and I'll have a fear arising me, uh, you know, that filters me from, from speaking. And I'm really trying to now, when I feel that fear, do a quick objective look and go, is there any harm, is there any problem with what I, and, and when there's not, and I can, you know, objectively go, that's an irrational fear, then I make myself do it, even though it's a bit scary. And this podcast right now uh, is bringing up a lot of that for me. Not in this specific moment, I feel really comfortable talking now that we're going, but... Um, you know, it was on the line this morning as to whether I went, ah, uh, yes, let's give it a miss, and yeah. yeah. I mean, I haven't, this hasn't launched the time I'm doing this. I'm afraid of, I'm especially afraid of judgment of how people will see me, and yeah, yeah. and um, yeah, how unprofessional is this sitting in uh, this kind of a studio with all of this Sunday background noise? Really yeah. So, yeah, and that, um, Anyway, I that's that's good to hear because I'm making a point of I've always struggled with knowing who I am. I'm really trying to jump into my own insecurities at the moment. So that's encouraging for me to hear you say those are uh, very Look, much. You the have same to start part. at the front. Like you have yeah. to start and this is why psychologists make a coin. They, they make a coin. These, these counselors where I run. Mm -hmm. They make a coin out of your insecurities. Mm. Right? And well, and processing past trauma and stuff like yeah, that as well. Part, I mean, that's all like, those trauma and things like that, healing, they're, they're right? part, they're, it's part healing. But those, yeah. those, things are, those things, a lot of reflection that happens in your own life can actually deal with those insecurities as you move through them. Yep. Reflection is really important yep. in yep. this whole picture. Yep. Um, yeah, sometimes you need that third person. No, don't get me wrong, you know, of... I've had, and you know, to the glory of Medicare, I've utilized the 10, 10 visits awesome. to counseling, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> and I've utilized that. Okay? Yeah. And it's really good to have a, a third person that you can, who's going to wrap up whatever you say in a box and then put it on the fire. And not actually, it's, it's sure. not actually talk to anybody about yeah. it. It's, yeah. it's wrapped up and secure. Yeah. So, but it helps you actually deal with your those insecurities. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, for sure. Yeah. And that's really good. We've got that, you know, mental health week happening, all that sort of stuff. We've got a whole suite of things going on. We have the Are You OK move, you know, movement still going on. Yep. It's a certain yep. day in September. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, it always they, comes up in my Facebook feed. Yeah, yeah. But these sort of things are. We we need to ask ourselves these questions. We we need to check in with our insecurities. Yeah, yeah. We don't put them in a box because as soon as you put them in a box, they're just going to get. They're just going to grow. Because they're going to feed off whatever sort of you put under the, you know, under the door of the cupboard, right? For sure. Yep. Yep. But we need to bring them out. And that's the initial start. Getting back to what I was saying about who am I? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know. I mean, um, yeah. Anyway. So once we actually deal with those insecurities, we actually start creating an understanding of who we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that... That environmental situation, that that situation happened, and that changed me to think like this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
So I think, therefore, I am. So these things start to actually, my understanding of how the reason I think about things is the reason because this environmental construct happened around me, this, my environment, an issue happened, that sort of thing. And so what I'm hearing in that then as well is kind of embracing your past and things that have affected and shaped you in your past and going, yeah. that is actually who I am. It's, it's yeah. my, so my story, because that can often be very much a, a layering of a construct on top of it, but, but the things, the events that have happened that have shaped me and, and my access to them is through my insecurities because that's where my defense mechanisms have come yeah. up to, to protect me from that. Exactly. That's actually the, the thing that makes me, because we're not talking about in this way, we're not talking about like a more, um, say, you know, religious philosophical concept of um, a universal self that we're plugged into and we're all the same and, and all light underneath there or something. We're talking about the bit that makes us unique. Yeah. You know, if, you, if we do say all, all beings kind of come from the same origin, it's then the events in our lives, the significant yeah. things that affect us, that, that shape us, and that's who exactly. we are. Yeah. That's what evolution is. You've got personal evolution. Yeah, okay, yep. you got global biological evolution that happens you know, slowly, but then we've got internal evolution that occurs through issues, trauma, like yep. I said before, um, confrontation, Tears, all those sort of things that shape us the way we think and help us understand who we are. What, what do we think? What, what happened there? Yeah, yeah. You know, what happened there that caused me to actually go off the rails? Or what happened there that caused me to go into this deep depression? Yeah. What happened there that caused me to sort of feel so much joy? Yeah, yeah. And it, it appeared to be nothing. Yeah. But I felt so much joy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um. Th these things. Yes, we can. It, you know, some people can plug in, uh, it's like plug into the divine, if it's all, you know, if it all really sweet. And, but again, that someone's trying to say something. Oh, yeah? Because what you, we, we are part of, the, we are part, we all have the same DNA. It's just mixed around different. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We all have a linkage to, the, to Mother Earth. We all have a linkage to the air we breathe. The air you breathe out gets processed by that tree in and I breathe it in. Mm -hmm. We all have... We are all interlinked in, from a biological sure. yep. nature. Yeah, yeah. So to actually go, oh, you're of this tribe and I'm of this tribe. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, what we're trying to do is we're trying to actually understand ourselves, so we can be more empathetic and considering of the people that mm. are next to us. Mm -hmm. Because oh, what happened to that person? Oh, that person's a narcissist. Oh, are they? Why? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, why are they in us? Oh, you know, blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, that's the actions that they did to present that. But where's the trigger point? Sure. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. having understanding. Yeah. Yeah. It creates compassion. Yeah. Because we are primarily selfish. That's what it is, being a selfish gene. If we are, you know, Richard... Uh, yeah, maybe... Uh, Dawkins talks yeah, about... Dawkins. Yeah. The, the, selfish the selfish gene, gene. yeah all right yeah. and we do things for our offspring we do things for yeah. ourselves we yeah. want to survive yeah it's yeah. a biological response so we we are basically we start off as selfish 
Look, that's, that's an interesting one. I, I don't. I, I, I'll, I'm, I'm going to accept that for the purpose of the conversation. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's no, not, no, it's no, not no, that no, we're yeah. unloving. Yeah. It's not that we're unloving. It's just yeah. that we start off as selfish, but we create. That's our true. Own love. That's absolutely we true. We create our love. Yeah. We, yeah. we create the environment of love, yeah. and we, and love is is a biological response. Actually, it's actually built into us to love, mm-hmm. to be caring for the next person. Because if we're not caring to that person, that person will destroy us. Mm-hmm. So love and selfishness are actually together in the same little package when we're born. And we actually grow them together and create a wonderful family. We create wonderful relationships. We create all this beautiful thing because this, these things actually mold together. We shouldn't be afraid of our selfishness. Yeah. But yeah. we shouldn't be afraid of the love that tries to reach out and get people as well. Like it tries to not get people but to express themselves. Yeah, yeah. I um I did listen to something. Not at all. No, no, no. That's fantastic. I, and I listened to something recently, and I'm not going to be able to source it, and I'm not going to be able to capture it completely properly either. But um, it introduced um, to me for the first time the idea that um, compassion and I don't know if they use the word selfishness, but certainly like kind of like tribalism mm. are actually intimately linked because mm. when you're feeling compassion towards someone, it's actually about going, we're the same. It's, yeah. it's recognising the similarity yeah. that you have. and um, The Social Dilemma talks about that quite a lot, the movie, the Netflix film, actually touches on that a little we bit. We just watched that recently, actually. That, that's not the thing that I'm thinking <laughs> of. But yeah, okay. Um, where, 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 where is that in there? Because that's... Uh, it talks about tribalism, about connecting with people that have okay. the same thoughts. Sure, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're one of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure, for sure. And... and, and um, how insane that is in our world right now yeah. where, where there's such divisiveness around that but kind of yeah a part of that I, I yeah i like how you put it it's the same bundle our selfishness and our love and and, and our empathy and our mm. it's the same thing it grows together you, yeah. you've got to nurture both to actually become a, a whole person mm. because both you know you're not going to go oh i love you so much i'll let you destroy my family no fuck off mm. my selfishness says my family is important to mm. me, therefore I will defend it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, life balance. Yeah. Work-life balance. So once we've understood who we are, or understand our insecurities, we can then know that we can do anything to survive. We can. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we, we can then create our, our, our life. Work is a very important part of of that because our life is here, our work is this part, our family is this part. It's all in the same circle. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. Work's over here in a in a in a tray, and life's over here in a tray, and we do this with the scales. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not that. Um, can I? Yeah. You you just then said um, when we dig into our insecurities, then we realize we can do anything. I'm yeah. Paraphrasing, but there. Um, and that's interesting. I, I think what you're saying is uh, a, a lot of people, myself very included, are used to and strive to, and it's kind of like a kind of live within a, a comfort bubble yeah. and go, this is what I know and this is what's safe. But part of that as well is, um, you know, includes a, a particular construct about what the world is, and it keeps us, um, it's also kind of a, a buffer from. A deeper reality to yeah. what is so um, like a really superficial 
or, or, or a way to kind of capture that with an example might be something like, I need to, I know I need to have this particular income to be safe, whereas actually, potentially you could live on far less because there's, there's, there's many ways to get your food and shelter needs mm. taken care of in this world. That's not the best example of it at all. I understand what you're saying, but yeah. I, can I try and clarify that Please. with an example? Yeah, yeah. So I'll give you two examples. Um, in my consulting business, I talk to clients. I talk to I talk to a company. Yeah. And I say to them, because they're usually small businesses, and they're run by a husband and wife, or, or or business partners, or whatever. And the first thing I ask them is, "What do you want? Mm -hmm. What is it that you want out of life? What yeah. is it that you yeah. want?" And and I go, oh, "I don't understand what you're talking about." Well, what if? Let, let's yeah. start with. So how do they have an answer to that? <laughs> yeah. So let's let's start with how much money you need to live. Yeah. All right. Um, one client I, I had and I said, okay, so you want this much money at the end of the day, at the end of the financial year, you want this profit. You want to be able to have shareholder dividends that be able to pay your house, put your kids through private school and do this, right? You want to be able to do that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. Yes. And you want to be able to draw wages at during the year? Yes, we do. But you still want this profit, right? Yeah. Okay, let's work back from that. Okay. How many hours of work do you have to, how many products do you have to sell to actually to achieve that? Mm -hmm. Oh, we have to do, 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 do. So they yeah. do the math. So yeah. Okay, so what does that mean per week to be able to do that? Yeah. Da, 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 da. Okay, so you need to charge this much money per hour for your service. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Okay, we'll charge it. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. And I go, oh, those guys went on to be one of the most successful businesses in that field in Parnell, Queensland. They then sold it, and the guys achieved his dream. He plays golf every three days. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and their, their kids are successful, paid their houses off, they've done everything they wanted to do, and now they're living a life that's quite comfortable. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, and uh, I mean, none of that is about uh, kind of abstract, deep personal values. That's simply... You know, what financially, you what yeah. do you need? Yeah, you know, what you want. Yeah, 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 what financial outcomes do you want? Yeah. yeah. And the next one, with next example is, I've got a mate of mine. And I, he, he was always worried about not having enough work. Mm -hmm. So I need work, I need work, I need work. And I said, okay, settle down, Pete. Because <laughs> he, he gets really stressed easy and everything like that. Yep. Love the guy. And I said to him, look, mate, just what is it that you need to survive or to to be comfortable, to doing your little road trips, to go on your motorbike, and to do the things that you need to do. What is it that you need? I need this much work. Okay. Well, how much work is that? Now he's he's happy with three days a week work that allows him to go and do yeah. his motorbike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that he had to actually think about what he needed. So we start with what we need first. Mm -hmm. Again, what's the come? We're coming back to. Start with the end in mind. What is it that we need yeah. to actually have a lifestyle that we want? Now remember, the life's a big bubble. Work is part of that bubble. Mm -hmm. And we need to actually work out how much work that we need to do to actually create the life that we want. It's not a work-life balance. It's a work-life goal. Interesting. Yeah. I. Um, it makes sense. It's... it's um it's different to how I uh, tend to think about it. I, um, 
and and uh, what I like about it, and I think what I could get a lot of value from actually taking that approach is it's it's extremely pragmatic, and um, you, you're being honest and transparent with yourself. Yeah. Um, I've sort of I've kind of done a thing where I go, all right, need to cover the family's costs and the mortgage and things like that and, and I can do that and this time so a little you know yeah, like that. Like that, yeah. but and then also but I would like um, you know I, I do have other dreams mm. a, a larger dream that has a financial you know yeah. a, 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 and and rather than work all of the time to earn that I invest mm. my time in more entrepreneurial yeah endeavors uh, that's your hustle right yeah okay yeah sure yeah yeah, yeah. um yeah and it's sort of I, I i yeah don't rely on any of that but it's sort of the the effort that can move things forward yeah. much more so than just doing sure. extra time yeah yeah Understanding what you want is always an important part of mm. understanding who you are. Mm. Mm. Work-life balance is, is, this is why I think that, again, we come back to this work-life balance. People are out there, you, you look at every successful person. Uh, oh, you've sacrificed your children for your goal of being you know, a multi-billionaire. Well, maybe. Have I? Have my kids seen me work hard and then they work hard? Or have my kids just been given everything so that they can, they're lazy little shit, so just can't do whatever they want, you know, because they've got daddy's money. And as soon as they get hold of a gun, daddy's over. You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the outcome of what you're trying yeah, to communicate? Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. When it comes to my family, yeah. I'm, you know, and, and your testament to my eldest, he's very dedicated does yeah he's task orientated he's not hourly orientated that's another key thing that's happened out of COVID is people are learning to be task orientated mm. which is really really important for work-life balance mm. Mm. Right. do the task finish the task get paid for the task do what you want yeah do you see a, a transition happening now like in, in regards to what work is and, and you know specifically say people being paid based on task results rather than hours. Do, do, do you imagine looking at that? I think, I think it'd be really great for people to be paid on task. Yeah. Because then people then are actually valued. Like you've gone and you've gone to school for, you've gone to uni, you've gone to school, you've gone to uni for four years, you've done this, you've had all this life experience, you've created or you've applied what you're learning and you are at this level in your game, mm. right? You go into a job, they don't pay you for that. Mm. They pay you for the time you sit on yeah. the seat, yeah. right? They don't actually pay you for the knowledge inside your head. They don't pay you for the experience that you know yeah. that they, they're just paying you an hourly rate. Yeah, totally. And, I, and, and yeah. this is the problem because pe this is why, again, this is why the whole thing of work-life balance is such an appealing Oh look, do this, you know, churn a hundred houses and you'll be a millionaire and fly in helicopters and shit. No. 
That's why that is so appealing because people aren't valued. Mm -hmm. So when people aren't valued, they look for that. They look for the quick rich scheme. Mm -hmm. They look for how to do this sort of shit. Yeah. This is why hustles work because people are starting to believe in themselves and they do the yeah. hustle. Yeah. Because I can do this. This yeah. is who I am. I, yeah. I understand how this happens. Yeah. yeah. So they're actually becoming valued. They value themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I, I completely agree with that, and and um, working for myself um, is definitely uh, motivated from like you know I did a lot of jobs where I just it was like I'm being paid for sitting in this seat. Yeah, yeah, and that's the most soul destroying thing in the world to just mm. kind of go doesn't really um, does doesn't really matter what I've got and what I'm doing it it's just the hours that I'm I'm here um, I'm interested to I didn't know that you used to have seven houses and and, and went on that kind of a, a path for um, yeah. for, for setting up your life I'm interested to hear sort of uh, I mean I, I guess I know a little bit now about what <laughs> motivated that but but um what was the experience like and how did you go and 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 how did you come out of that what, what um, okay the, the thing is i mean a lot of this stuff happened because i decided to actually it was following this dream of a work-life balance spending more time with your family you know yeah. being with a, a young fellow who was just born and and live more time with him right yeah and, and have more time with this this little creature that sort of have this um He's gonna hate me for saying this because he's 18 first. I don't care. He had a big, you know, he was born with a with a full head of hair. You yeah, know, like I'm pretty sure he could have dreadlocked it like two days after he was born. Yeah. You know? Um but yeah, wonderful kid. Um but the motivation was I had this had this perception of reality that to be a good father you have to spend a lot of time with your son. Right? Yeah. Um and I think um I think that is a goal of all fathers is to spend time with their kids. Yeah. Because we feel we're, we're disconnected as soon as a child is born. As soon as a child is conceived, we're disconnected. What do you mean by that? I mean by that because the child is 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 physically attached to the mother. Yeah. From conception. Yeah. Through to you know however long the child chooses, you know the parents mother chooses to breastfeed the child. Okay. Yep. Yep. And that—that that is, there's some papers around this and, and books written about how how fathers feel like they're just the third wheel, you know. Okay. After the first birth. Okay. Yep. And they feel disconnected. They feel like, oh well, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have a woman anymore. Someone else has. A sure. Yep. Yep. You know, that woman's focus is on the survival of that being, not on me. Yep. We, we we sometimes have men sometimes have this experience where they uh, they have postnatal depression. Yep, yep. I do know what you're talking about. And yeah, yeah. So yep. so men do have this, and and it, it creates a creates angst in this in the relationship and all that sort of thing. And it's not good. Um, and I think that men need to understand that that's important. That their role then is yes, it's okay to be disconnected. Learn again another point of insecurity, another point of how do you understand who you are? Like, hey, I'm feeling disconnected. 
my whole life has been around with this woman. Mm. Okay, well now, mate, you've got someone else. Who are you? Mm. Yep. What sure. are your insecurities that yep. are causing you to lash out uh, at a little one or a, or a woman or whatever? Mm -hmm. What is it that is creating this insecurity in you? Yep. Yep. Understand what that is, and then you'll be able to say, "Hey, look, yeah, this is this is I'm, this is my family." And yes, we feel a bit disconnected, and that's fine. I suppose what we're getting back there is that, yeah, I wanted to have a, you know, I was trading option shares, I was doing all this, I was, there was a time there that um, we came across some really nice shares that we could basically earn $1,000 a month um, just by going, clicking a button. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that was awesome. You know, life was sweet. And we could holiday and do things like that. We weren't stuck at home when we holidayed. So, but yeah, there were some positives there, and we were very fortunate to earn, earn enough money for Suzanne to stay at home and look after the youngster. And I think that's one of the most important things, is to have yeah, a stay-at-home parent, whether it's a male or a female, I don't, I don't care. Really. Mm -hmm. Because what that does is create connection with the child, and the child feels more secure. It's not part of that big social experiment of sending kids to daycare. Mm -hmm. Yep. And um, yeah, I'm gonna offend probably a thousand people. <laughs> by saying that, but uh, I don't care. It's, it's no, just, no, it's look, a, um, yeah. But, but yeah, that was the motivation was to actually create a life that, you know, here's another income stream um, that I could, you know, negatively gear, not pay as much tax, have a tax return, have the government pay that extra 25% of my wages I can actually use on my family. So there's a lot of that financial. Were you you working in at the same time as well? This was yeah. all additional. No, this is additional. Yeah. Because you, you to actually do house investment, yeah, you've got to have a job. You, right. You've sure. got to, you know get your loans in the first place. You need you, to. You need a, you need a, a nine to five job. You need to be a pay as you go tax earner. You need all that sort of stuff. As yeah. soon as you turn into a, um, a sole trader or a, yeah. a single entity company. You're screwed trying to get stuff. Mm -hmm. Unless you've got really, really good accountants. But it's pretty much really hard going. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so you're better off if you're a pay-as-you-go person and bloody housing investment. Yeah. But the payment for that, there is a payment. There is, yes, it's all nice to have that money and not pay tax and all that sort of shit. You've got the stress of actually managing a million dollars yeah. worth of loans. Yeah. Yeah. So when you're, you're, you're 35 years old and you go, fuck, I've got a million dollars worth of loans. I've got $1.6 million worth of property, yeah. but I've got a million dollars worth of <laughs> yeah. Or your debt. The brain yeah. goes to the Yeah, debt, yeah, right? yeah, no, for <laughs> sure. No, no, no. It doesn't go yeah. to a lot. It doesn't go, wow, well, I've got all those yeah. assets. Yeah. It's yeah. fuck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that's part of it. And that's, uh, and then things happened and we got, a, there was some emotion. Yeah. When emotion gets involved in, in financial decision making, Especially when you go into housing and, yeah. and that, that, there was a term that once said that um, uh, a woman will spend, and this is, could be the same for a guy with a suit, I don't know, but a, a woman will spend longer deciding on a pair of shoes than she will buying a house. Okay. So she'll sit down and decide for hours, she'll sit in a 
a store for hours to buy the right pair of shoes. They'll take a 15 minutes to make, oh, I love this place. Okay, and guys will do the same thing. Oh, I love this place. Bang, emotional going, you've got it. You're okay. stuck. You know. But anyway, that's just a side issue. But these yeah. emotions actually come part of the problem and it was part of my downfall. Okay. Point being, you're making the decision based on deeply emotional things rather than a, a, a rational kind of yeah. rule set and formula, that, yeah. which I've certainly heard... Um, Friend who's a very successful in um, trading um, a particular type of instrument, and uh, he's so clear about um, he's figured out the way to do it, yeah. and the challenge is just sticking to that. And he measures himself by that, not by um, profit and loss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just how well he can stick to that, and it's, it's yeah. And that's uh, and that's part of the the thing I felt like was the loss. Right. And we had to get rid of all those others, yeah. sell them all, and moved on. And um, so, do you mind if I ask more specifically? Like, sure. Well, what, what are you talking about? Oh, just like, uh, is it, like, was was it an element of fear then? Like, you were talking about the stress of having all of that debt, even though you've got those assets. Was it? It was like a like family component that, that okay that just sort of like probably shouldn't have happened. It should have just gone. No, I need to walk away from this. Like, and I think one of the key things is I knew that I knew the outcome, what the outcome was going to be. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't explain from myself. I didn't explain the overall risks yeah. and the overall dangers of what that was going forward. I didn't explain it out properly. Okay. And there was a whole emotional content around that. Yes. Yeah. Because that, that is the thing, right? You, you, you have this incredible portfolio, but you also do have all this risk. Yeah. And, and that it's appropriate to feel yeah. a level of stress about that because that is, sure. it, it is dependent on many factors. It's yeah. not... Um, and, and these risks are, are, are not only, it's not only debt risk. It's these other things that we have around risks associated with family, risks associated with um, work, Risks associated with environment, a whole suite of like when I talk about environment, I just don't talk about you know, green trees and stuff. What are those other pieces that come in? And yeah, that's you know that's how it is. And uh, I've learned I learned a lot about that. And uh, and yes, I can because of my failures in that, it's given me a sense of security around who I am. Cool, fantastic. Right. So, so that's yeah. again coming back to who we are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to to have tried and 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 failed and and, and found a lot of um, I, 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 yeah, to have been very challenged and 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 found mm -hmm. a part of yourself that you didn't like even and going all right, that gives you a much deeper understanding of yourself. Yeah. And I'm also kind of hearing. Um, and kind of connecting a dot here as well, yeah. a couple of dots. Um, I think now you value um, there's a be, being present in your life more, and and actually having a a much more um, pragmatic, mm. I guess, financial. Um, plan for your life that, that works day to day 
gives you uh, much more peace in yourself and, yeah. and, and achieves what you want exactly. without a whole bunch of, uh, yeah, so going for the more abstract. It's about the things that yeah. are constantly talking. Yeah, yeah. Because we have those. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, people talk about self-talk. Yeah, yeah. But we, we do have other things that actually have voices. Yeah, and so would would it be fair to say then too that by facing your fears and by approaching your life in, with eyes much more wide opened and pragmatically, it shuts down a lot of those voices that yeah. perhaps actually have a valid point. Yeah. Uh, maybe in it, some it of what does. You, you still have you still have fears. Yeah, and that's important. Yeah. Um, yeah, you you can you can, I suppose you know where you are. Yeah, yeah. In your journey to be able to go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll shake your hand. Thanks very much. I appreciate what you're saying. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's like you, you're not you're not trying to. I think it's better not to fight your fears. You not know to fight mean? your fears. No. What do you mean? Well, you can run away from something scares you. Uh, you were talking about this before, you said mm. about you know, taking on your fears and, and that's some of your fears you I'll just step in. Yeah. That's it. Make friends with your fears. Sure. Yeah. Don't fight it. Yeah. Don't run away. Yeah. yeah. There'll be times when you go, Meet oh shit, I can't yeah. I can handle this. I need to run away. Yeah. And that's fine. That's yeah. no you're just not ready for that yet. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it'll pop up again in the circle of life. It'll pop up again and you go, Oh okay mate. That's enough now. <laughs> Give you a hug and let's move on together. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Hundred uh, yeah. percent. And I, 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 like that. And there's a song that um, Naini Safka. Um, I've, I've um, faced my demons and and made friends. Oh, I don't know that. Ah, that's yeah. But but the, there's also the Doctor Zeus. What was I afraid of? Where the, the pale green pants and nobody inside him, and finally meets them. And, um, Jeff, it's it's just about an hour, uh, which is... Is that all right? Like, we, we, we covered enough, yeah? Well, I was only intending to do kind of 15, 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's absolutely awesome. It's, it's fantastic. I love what we've gone into. Um, and I'm really pleased. I'm disappointed about all the background noise, and I'll need to sort of think of, uh, rethink that a little bit. But, um, no, this is wonderful. I've really enjoyed the conversation. Um, I, I kind of... This podcast is a personal journey for me as sure, well sure. and um yeah i had no idea where we were going to go and I, I love what we've gone into and it's been really valuable for me and therefore hopefully for other people who listen um yeah i feel good about wrapping up there if, yeah, if you cool. do too yeah. um and and probably at some point in the future if you're up for it i'd love to talk to you again yeah anytime like yeah i'm happy to happy to come back and, and yeah it'd be nice to it'd be good to hear what other people's opinions are as well because I, yep. because I think it's good to be open to, to multiple yeah. points of view. Yeah. Um, and uh, that'd be good because well, everyone has a different experience. Definitely. And uh, if you want to hear different people's opinions, be sure to subscribe to the Unfinished Cubby podcast and, and we'll have lots of that. Excellent. Sounds great, mate. Cool. Sounds All great. right. Thank you very much. Thanks, Jeff. So do you remember those?
that and uh, yeah, I have seen it things like that. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I thought what I would do, well, I only just found out about this recently, so I'm recording now just to let you know, I'll, I'll kick it off in a minute. But I thought I'd have my camera there on the tripod. I mean, I don't now, obviously. Yeah. I've got a potential future set up. And then this one here. I think it's good. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's So I'll just uh, splice it up. Like, in the future, you'll just splice it in. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I'll do that with this as well. Like, I'll get two video recordings here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll alternate between. I don't know yet, actually, or yeah, else right. maybe one of us will be in a box, yeah. or there'll be two boxes. You ready? Yeah, I suppose. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I don't know either. I did the I did the interview with uh, with Cam, and afterwards we both were just going, oh, I didn't know what to do with my hands, and. Uh, <laughs> So I think it's just uh, if you, we, I suppose that we'll have a way in why that we do so. Yeah. What I'll do, and I'll just clear my glasses because I can't see. And that's one thing that someone said to me was, like, make sure your glasses are clean. Yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome, you look good. Thanks, man. <laughs> Alright, here we go.